welcome back to Nozi's podcast. This is episode 6, part 2 of this two-part series. Though I'm thinking of making a part 3. But in this part 2, um I get to speak to one of my good friends, Ruben. He is a Mascom student at Desta and we go way back. Uh but he has done a little bit of filmmaking short films he's done um youtube videos you know for school and i thought why don't i just bring him up in you know just to discuss a few things that he goes through even when making film because i mean the only way to really understand uh what goes on in a creator's head is to really understand his process so i decided to bring him in and you know just discuss a few things here and there we don't necessarily have a quite um a flow of things uh we just talk about anything and everything so enjoy this very short interview and yeah without further ado let's get to it welcome ruben uh i know this is your first time doing an interview with anyone and uh thank you so much for joining me we are very tired eh umetoka mbali sana umefanya shopping sijui ya nini bado lakini utaniambia on the side definitely yeah so welcome guys welcome to part 2 of this two part series i may add part 3 but that's yet to be decided but i decided to invite a good friend of mine He is a film student uh in Desta. Yeah, yeah. Desta. Yeah. Yes, how. And I just wanted to get his, you know, view on the film industry cuz you do I think script writing and directing. Uh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so sana sana my um I'm it's almost like a jack of all trades cuz mm-hmm. I'm Desta. So basically uh you trained in almost everything to do with media all the way from journalism to now film okay so what made you decide to do um what do you call it but bachelor of mascom because uh, us call it bachelor of mascom yeah. i don't know if they stuck with so the same so i was a bachelor in communication specialization right. electronic media electronic media yeah. which is uh so basically it's basically like broadcasting media right so any so you're trained basically on creating content and putting it out there so things like capturing shots basically video and audio so capturing images and audio editing it you know just producing content like oh, what, we, like what we're doing right now is yeah something that you'd be trained to do okay yeah well it's not my first interview i just sort of told that Okay. So then it's not your first interview. Anyways, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, tell us your experience so far cuz I know you just you're still studying you're in your is it third year? Third year. Um what's your experience being? In fact, let's just start. What's what do you technically do aside from just writing papers in school? What do you what do you do? Okay. So uh So sana sana when we started out we were basically just doing a lot of general courses. Mm-hmm. But now is when we really started to like actually get into what the degree is in terms of practically speaking. So for example um <coughs> producing 
uh, features, producing uh, short films, producing uh, news stories, producing content, whether it's radio content or television content, uh, learning how to write the scripts. Yeah. Uh, like this week has been probably the most film related week of my life. Mm-hmm. Because on Monday yeah. I slept at 4 a.m. editing a short film, uh-huh. uh, and yeah, so there's that. Then after that, I was writing a series. So okay. we're doing group work. So each person writes. So this an is all school work. Yeah, this is school. Right, work. right. And then um, Thursday, no wait, Friday, yesterday, I woke up at. I slept at 7 a.m. writing a feature film. Okay. So this has been a very film-related week. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's what we'll do. You're, you legit do what someone in the industry who's paid to do this thing does when so, instead of being paid yeah. to cash. It's uh-huh. yeah. Right. Right. So basically, you just you just do um, you do you just do screenwriting or do you just do everything like from screenwriting uh, to editing to shooting because i know like in school basically we do make a bachelor's you you have to do everything at once uh yeah so it depends on now the unit you take because for example um the unit which i was telling you about it's called writing for the screen Mm -hmm. screenwriting so that's where you write a movie Mm -hmm. and that's what that will be about ah okay um and then you'll have, let's say, something like mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> uh, then you'll have another unit called video production. Right. And that's where you'll actually do the shooting of the, the film itself. But you, you also need a script for that. So all the units come together in different units. You know, mm-hmm. in one in- unit, you'll just do audio productions. Mm-hmm. So maybe you'll do a podcast. Maybe you'll do... <clears throat> um, You'll create a radio show and things like that. So it depends on the unit. But basically, anything that you can think of done in the media industry, we, we do in school, especially in relation to <clears throat> how to create content uh-huh. and how to put it out there. And I remember there was a time, uh, I think you had just started school. You had, you had started your own YouTube channel. You wanted to uh, make your own show. How was your experience in now being at the forefront? Let's just say technically being your own production uh, team. How was the experience for you? Because I think that that would really give you the real life view of what production in you know just generally film production is. What was your experience? How did you how did you feel going out there and, and doing that? So what I can say is. <clears throat> Uh, so I started it because I wanted to <clears throat> gain experience, like you said, and the skill set. Mm-hmm. Now, what the hardest thing that I realized wasn't even the skills necessarily, because you'll start editing and you'll figure it out. You'll shoot a video. The videos on YouTube train you how to edit, how to shoot videos, and you know, just try trial and error. You'll figure it out. Okay. I'd say the hardest thing comes now when you have created something or you want to create something and you're trying to sell it to other people whether it's getting subscribers getting viewers getting ratings getting like the now when it comes to film i guess now that would be ratings at the box office when you release a film 
how much it earns. Mm-hmm. So that very much depends on marketing and even going out there. Oh, so it's more so not in the. Can I say the pre-production is more of the post and then of the marketing side? Exactly, because um, every every part of it is work. But I feel like as a film producer or creator or whatever you wanna call it, you have much more control in the pre and uh, and production process than the post-production process because the post-production process <laughs> is where you're trying to tell everyone I created this thing. Um, enjoy it, pay for it. Okay. You know, it's yeah. worth it's worth your time and money. Yeah. Um, I recently saw okay, I was when I was watching um Abel Mutua's Grand Declay, the movie I was reviewing in part one of the podcast. Um there was a lot of when it comes now to marketing, there was a lot of support from his followers, the Wakurugenzi, Wakurugenzi. And I found that was a very genius way for someone to get their content out because someone as young as you know uh, a recent graduate from university wants to start making films it's very hard for them to get their their movies or their creation in the big screen so they opt to go for their current audiences or their current fans so what they basically do is they use the online the online um platform to try and gain some traction before now they go for the big guys and especially with netflix coming in i feel like it's more of the it's it's now an oyster for someone like you who wants to now go into production and you know all that and i believe it's something that someone should really capture and, and use for the benefit the online market yeah so i do believe yes uh personally for me I, i don't know much about filmmaking but i do believe that you can really make good content even with very little money yeah definitely yeah so i i i i i i, I understand the what do you call it the 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 issues that someone mm-hmm. might have yeah but i have a question when it comes to how do you say this when it comes to because people have a lot of problems when it comes to production equipment mm-hmm. how is someone as young as you able to get a production equipment are you now going to have to go and look for something else to supplement because the main product the main problem i'm, I'm seeing is film producers young film producers having issues getting money to equip themselves yeah. uh, with equipment um okay so it also depends on the scale of your film but i'm guessing if you're starting out you're not really trying to create a mcu you know you're just mm, you're right. you're starting small with what yeah. you have so um what i would say is equipment is important especially when it comes to the quality of your product you know like the quality of a video if you see even on youtube some videographers shoot in 8k mm-hmm. or even more and the reason they can do that is because they have really good equipment yeah but the thing is <clears throat> most tvs most phones and most laptops don't see in 8k yeah oh yeah yeah so literally once you reach hd 
which is about 180i, 180p. You, that's good enough. That's HD. That's high definition. Yeah. It's not blurry. It's clear, and things are seeing good quality. Mm. Now, the phones we have these days can shoot in. In you think 180. 10, 10, yeah, 1080. Yeah, sorry, 1080. Yeah, sorry, 1080. Yeah. sorry, not 1080. 1080 uh-huh. or, and some can even shoot up to 4K. I think the Xiaomi and the Leica are reaching for that now. I've yeah. seen, I've seen, in fact, speaking on the same thing, I've seen a lot of uh, phone films made, I don't know how to phrase the word. There are competitions where uh, filmmakers use their phones mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. films these yeah. days. And it's a growing market, so it's it really is something they're trying to build. That exactly, market, yeah. like uh, I think someone there's a film, there's a, this content creator called Peter McKinnon, and his, yeah, yeah, his food, his videography skills are insane. And so he was talking about the new iPhones, mm-hmm. iPhone 11, 12, and he still does advocate for getting a camera, but. <laughs> If you have an iPhone, it's not like you're gonna make a bad movie. You know, iPhones have great sound quality. They have a lot of memory, and they and and they have a great um, they have a great camera. It doesn't even have to be an iPhone. A lot of phones these days. Yeah, I was about to great. ask. Samsung, <laughs> Yeah, like even my phone. I think we use my phone for taking videos, and it's so clear. I'm like, oh wow, that's my phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And. So you can use your phone. You can, use, in fact, the the film that I was editing, mm. I used my phone for the audio because the camera was creating an echo because the condenser mic was like it takes in everything. So I needed to use my phone, and that's what we used for the, all the audio right. in the whole movie. Hey, yeah. Whenever someone was talking, phone saves the day. Exactly. Mm. So. I mean, yes, you do need equipment, but you don't really need equipment. Like you, ca- you can use what you have to start with, and once you get going and start to get better, then you can start to implement equipment. Because I realized also, you some equipment you actually don't need it until you're at a certain level and you have certain specific needs. You know? Yeah. What's what are those needs, for example? Um, for example, um, now when you're shooting a video, you need good lighting. You need uh lighting is very important and so like let's say if you're in a dark place and you need a light you can just go buy a light it's not that expensive and slowly you can add to stuff but you don't need to go out and buy a 500k camera Mm. on your first film Mm. you know yeah you can always start small and then build big because i'm a firm believer of you have everything you need to start going for what you want Mm-hmm. And you can always, and as you learn and better your skills, that's when you start to incorporate all this equipment. So I don't believe equipment is an excuse. Ah, not an excuse. Yeah. It's it's not necessary and necessary at the same time at a certain point. That's what I'm getting. It's like um, a car is useful for traveling around. Yeah. If you don't have a car, that doesn't mean you never move. Ah, yeah, that's a good way to put yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, um, but then there also comes out the question of quality because a lot of times I hear, um, like there's this interview that was was um, done by Switch TV. They were asking, they were going around. It was a Vox Pop. They were asking people why do they why don't they watch Kenyan films, and the consensus was just coming to the quality. It's not that good. It's uh, they're not interesting, you know, and they were also comparing it to Hollywood. So. 
someone as young as you know a, a, someone in school a, f- a filmmaking student sees that and they're 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 pushed towards now trying to get the best equipment or even hiring the best equipment but then at the same time uh they end up giving up because of the constraints sometimes you know it's very difficult some people don't trust them with that you see that 500k camera and then now they decide to completely give up on filmmaking um so i don't know if it's just me but personally whenever i complain about content mm. about the quality of content it's never necessarily about the actual um uh like quality of the video let's say it's more how it's done mm-hmm. you get me so for example um like nollywood movies mm. there are a lot of nollywood movies and because now much is a lot of them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so there'll be an action scene and the volume just goes it shoots up ah yeah that, that's a signature for exactly nollywood. but yeah. then they start talking and then you need to add volume because yeah. you can't hear so you're constantly on your remote exactly yeah. So now that's not a equipment thing that's mm. just it wasn't edited properly. Ah right. You right, get right. like as we were taught that when someone is watching something and it's like one piece of content or mm. like listening on radio or watching the TV once they put once they set the volume they shouldn't change it. Mm. If they change it maybe they want to lower it for whatever reason or maybe they want to add it for whatever reason but it should never be because your your content goes up and down. Okay. You know, I use my laptop to edit videos and mm. I know how to like you can use your ears to be like okay that went way too loud. Right. Let's lower it down. Right. So that's not an equipment issue that's a skill issue. Mm. And there's something which reminds me what you've said about mm. sound. There's something Abel Mutro was saying uh, um in an interview on YouTube. He was talking about sound, uh mm. something around the lines of anyone can uh tell when sound is bad even just from a layman's viewpoint sound is something that really moves it's an art to a certain level and you can find someone who is not as skilled agenda shulek fanya film or audio uh, engineering or whatever it is but they can tell there's really bad sound even from the slightest uh twitch of it like those nollywood movies so sound is sort of like an art more yeah. so than just the equipment so i really do agree with that yeah. to a yeah. certain extent and how in your opinion do you feel like um film uh, film school is helping specifically kenyan kenyan mm-hmm. film schools or just generally schools that offer film classes are they helpful for for you know people Kenyan students in real life um in your opinion in my opinion yeah. uh what i can say is okay there's certain careers that you need to go to school you know i'm not letting someone who doesn't have a medical degree operate on me mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm. but <clears throat> when it comes to film you don't necessarily have to go to school you can learn the skills the hard skills but then there's also the soft skills that i think school is very important for so i believe that the people who don't have to go to school 
and that's fine that's not the road you're meant to go down but personally i've always found school is very important for <clears throat> just that it's almost like getting it's almost like learning experience without having to do the experience to learn it mm-hmm. like it's a, there's a certain mindset mm-hmm. you get just by going to school the, the certain nuances that you get from school and there's certain nuances that you get from uh you know like practical work and everything like that mm-hmm. and that's why and i mean like what are the reason is that, that you find someone who's successful like they're already working they earn money and everything and you see them back to school right you right know? right like what is the reason for that why and like maybe i can just shift it slightly just to give a mm-hmm. better example so like the <clears throat> like the Shafiwe case remember homeboys yeah yeah how he was fired for victim shaming together with the, I think it is Jojo yeah yeah now you see as pra- as a practitioner he had the skills to be a radio presenter but now he went to school Shafiwe mm-hmm. went to school mm-hmm. I'm a, I, I, just I'm a skill set sure. oh, okay I'm not sure, but I'm sawa, saying sawa. he has a skill set okay but you see the way he, the things he was talking about yeah you can tell that someone who hasn't gone to uh, a journalism ethics class mm-hmm. and sat through it and had yeah. discussions and done projects on it uh, you know what i mean like is that continued learning that happens in school so okay what i think is that everyone has their own path and everyone has what works for them but i believe that the best combination is always school and work as well the things you can only learn on the experience, job experience exactly so the things you can only learn on the job the things you can only learn in a school setting mm. so um yeah i think that the best is to go both ways but again either way can work for you either way yeah. and it's working well for you yeah um i can say that i feel that school is right for me um I've, i feel like i'm in the right place i've never gone to especially since i joined this i've never like you might have a bad day or you're stressed or something or that lecture just gets to you but mm. i've never felt that i'm in the wrong place or heading in the wrong direction, direction. oh okay all right so film school is still important in to some extent i mean yeah like cuz now let's say you're just completely green it will take you a while to get the experience you need mm. whereas in school it's almost like you're told this is experience you need and i feel like if you mix the two no. that and that's what i'm saying mixing the Mixing, two is best because right. school gives you the info you need like this and the thing is in school you can actually talk to people who are being paid to help you learn Mm. you know more so experienced people exactly uh, in the field exactly because if i don't have if i don't want to do some a certain thing and i go out there and start working my lack of knowledge on how to do something is not going to be an excuse or totally yeah tolerated and they are too you know it's either you know or you don't know right right and i think uh when it comes now to outside Uh, experience it's more so what you talked before marketing experience more so understanding the business of film because as much as we want to say we want to create good content we also have to know the business of exactly. cinema let's say that so yeah I, i i do agree to some certain extent film school is important and 
I think that's all we have. I, I, I think that's all I have to ask you today. It's short, but um, thank you for your insight. Thank you for, for having me. Yeah, I know Umecho Kasana, you've, you've, as you said, you've been writing for a very long time yeah. and you've been sleeping late. I have, I've learned to respect, um, you know, when you see a movie and you're like, ah, that writing is so cliche or like that could have been better or like all these plot holes, like let me tell you, yeah, you need a lot of energy just to come up creatively with ideas, let alone putting them down yeah and it's i I feel like it takes a lot of your energy yeah more so than even just going gymming yeah you can lose a lot of weight (laughs) i i feel like you i'm even looking at you now just from thinking yeah i think it's a very strange kind of being tired Mm. because it's almost like i have physical energy like i I walk around i'm like "Hmm." And then I'm like, oh yeah, it's my muscles because I haven't been moving around. I've just been sitting yeah, in one place doing all this work. Yeah. But like, I'm mentally exhausted. My eyes are tired. I just it's a mm. very strange kind of exhaustion. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange because you're not like your high your legs are not hurting, but yeah. you're still tired. I get that. Yeah. Uh, but it's a it's a, what do you call it? Um, struggle passion. Thank you so much. Uh, that's it, guys. I, it's it's a short one. I didn't want to make it too long. If you have any other questions you may want to ask, uh, please free please feel free to do that on my email or Instagram. You can DM Nozi's podcast. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, please uh, free feel. Feel free. Uh, okay. <laughs> hey, free feel. No, you said at first you said free feel. Eh, yeah, to thank you, bye. <laughs>